Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Roots, Rednecks, and Radicals podcast. Today, we're going to learn something new and interesting in the world of Americana, Roots, and folk music. But before we get to that, I just want to say a quick reminder to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're on social media, give me a follow if you haven't already. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Just search up the name of the show and you'll find me there. All right, let's get to today's episode. So for the month of July, I'm taking a well-needed break, going on some vacations. I'm heading to Japan for a couple weeks, and I wanted to bring you some of the best of episodes. I've been going hard at this podcast and my radio show for five years now, and uh, I wanted to just take a, a little break to kind of collect my thoughts and uh, you know think about the direction of the show. So wanted to, in this time period, um, still put some stuff out there of some of my most interesting and, and, and favorite interviews that I've done so far. And so today's episode features Amanda Shires. She's one of my favorite songwriters. And we talked about her song, The Problem, which is about abortion and abortion rights and uh, women's access to medical care. And it's a very pertinent topic to the world that we're living in today. So I wanted to bring you this episode again. Um, and hopefully it'll you know uh, remind you of that song. You'll go back and listen to it and uh, think about the words that she says. So let's get to my interview with Amanda Shires. Here you go. I hope you dig it. Well, I wanted to chat with you about your recent single called The Problem. It's a song about a controversial topic that's rarely addressed in music. Um, I'm interested in what was the impetus behind writing that song? Well, um, I guess life. Um, just, it's, it struck me in two, 2016 that, um, that um, you know, that we all have our... Um, views and opinions when it comes to um to a woman's right to choose and um really that it's nobody's business but the but the person who who is um operating their body it's their choice of what they do and then um i had a friend that was you know that i didn't know that that uh, thought exactly opposite of me um a very close friend when it when it came to um terminating pregnancy or really any anything uh, in trump and voting and all that but um uh, we somehow found common ground and and learned to talk about those things together and to to try and um you know try to be aware when we automatically put our walls up but and then we were we started talking about that that um that topic and then I started thinking about how there weren't any songs about it and I thought, you know, we should probably write one of those. And then, um, that was in 2016 when I started working on it. And then I saw, I started seeing a regression in, in our rights as women and, um, I started getting angry and then I started trying to think about ways I could help and, um, decided to finish the song up with the, uh, Jason, one version, and I have another one with a whole bunch of women coming out in January. And um, I don't know. I drew from the experiences of my friends and then my own experience, and then um, decided to put all the money to um, a wonderful foundation called, um, uh, or uh, organization, I mean, the Yellowhammer Fund, which is out of Alabama, but they. Um, they serve uh, the southeast and um 
I, I just think it's it's you know it's really important that we have access to to handle our bodies in a safe manner and um it's it's not as uh not many there's not many you know places or people you can talk to about that sort of thing out here so did the did the death um death of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg have any influence on on when you released the song um no because i i already planned to release it on the uh, international safe abortion day it just happened oh, okay. that 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 she passed away the exact week before right yeah i was i i was looking for an answer on that and if uh, that it was uh, somewhere on the internet and i hadn't hadn't found anything about that so i was interested no i mean it in in some kind of like world where you're frank ocean you can just drop a song the night before but you <laughs> still have to tell everybody that you know, I still have to give everybody lead time so they can make room to play it on the um, radio or wherever right Right. Well, there's a couple of lines in the song that I think are just um, really thought provoking and, and, and really well written. Um, the, the, the verse where you say, I'm, I'm trying not to think of names. Will you look at me the same? Uh, do you need a reason why? Is it is a chrysalis a butterfly? Um, I was interested in, in why you chose the imagery of uh, chrysalis and butterfly there. Um, you know, play play into the to the um, question or the questions or the the. the you know the points that. Firstly, I'm going to say, what, what I do with my body, if it if it's not harming another citizen around me, then then that's my choice. But um, a lot of times when you get into um, discussions about abortion or or any or anything, any kind of any kind of thing, whatever, um, there's always this this question of, uh, uh, well, some folks think that you're just you just immediately have a baby and some people understand that um you have an embryo you know or mm-hmm. and um to to try and to try and uh describe the way that like when does life begin and all that and um i i just tried to look for i always try to look for examples in in um nature to try and explain things yeah yeah, it's it's such a, 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 a touchy, not just touchy topic in the sense that it's it's complicated, but also um, it's even hard to talk about because we don't talk about it enough. So there's yeah. there's not a, really a natural like rhythm to the conversation of it even. <laughs> yeah, Th- that's really what stood out to me when when the song got released and, and I started looking into the lyrics and stuff. And um, the first thing that came to mind was, um, yeah, we no one ever talks about this. It's like this, it's, a, I'm never one like searching for words either. And then I'm just sitting here like, what were, how do you describe this? It's kind of like trying to describe what, what love is. It's like impossible. <laughs> right. Right. Which is where uh, poetry and music steps in and kind of bridges that gap, you know, and allows us yeah. to, to, to speak about that. Well, a, another line I thought was, was um, really well-placed was um, the repetition of no bigger than a baby bird, uh, which gets repeated uh, mm-hmm. four times. And um, mm-hmm. I was just interested in, in, in that metaphor as well. I, I tend to, um, I, well, I love birds. I'm a bird watcher. I think a lot of the, the um, uh, uh, birds are uh, advanced. Some birds are more advanced than humans in a lot of ways, you know, like, Lots of birds do things like co-parent and, and, um, they do things like, you know, they can, they know when the, the, their egg is viable or not. They push eggs from nests and, you know, all kinds of things that, that are like, 
you know, in, in some ways, I like birds have more rights than me in a lot of ways. But um, in this case, it's uh, it's um, the the bird and the baby bird, and saying the word baby um, when you're talking about um, uh, cells or an embryo. Um, to me, it it kind of it kind of um, kind of that that line kind of clouds the clouds the um it makes the gray more present i think if if that makes any sense um yeah. that yes you make the decision but you also are aware of what is potentially or not potentially there cuz you know you're not even supposed to really tell folks when you're pregnant until you're after 11 weeks because a lot of a lot of good chances that 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 pregnancy won't be a viable pregnancy. But anyway, right. so in all that, you you look at it um, actually what what's um, what the choice you're making is, and then and then you 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 see that in yourself, and then you know you're talking to your friends and you're talking about the size. Like, is is this group of cells that's the size? of half a gummy bear is, you know, whatever. I don't know. Gummy bear doesn't work very good in the song. So go with baby bird. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then around that time, I, um, we have a bunch of, uh, bird houses and bird feeders out here. We have a little mockingbird nest that they built in the, um, water hose and, um, just walking past it every day. And I don't know, you know, you just, you just, um, Try to make your feelings rhyme, and um, yeah, sometimes you need a baby bird. That's good. That's good. There's too many layers to that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, well, there's a lot of layers to the topic too. You know, mm-hmm. it, that, well, I, I think that's what makes really good um, um, poetry or songs is is um, that when there are a lot of layers and, 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 you know, a, a metaphor sparks uh, an idea in your head and you kind of ruminate on it for a while and you think about it. I was thinking about, um, you know, how, how small and helpless and vulnerable and cute baby birds are and like how the, the... but they're not really cause they kind of don't have any feathers. Yeah. They're kind of <laughs> ugly too. <laughs> but they, but they are pretty, I mean, they're, they're very ugly, but they're so ugly. They're beautiful. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So it adds a whole other uh, layer to it. Well, um, there's another song that came to mind um, with this song. Um, my wife texted me the other day, and um, she said um, she she brought up the the song uh, that Jason wrote, "Children of Children," and uh, the 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 solo at the end of it, um, the the slide mm-hmm. guitar solo. And um, she said um, she says, "Man, it reminds me of Children of Children." And I wanted to ask you if, if, if there was any intentional parallels being drawn um, b- between those two songs with the song, um, or if that was totally- yeah, there is, and she's right, and it's between three. It's that one, these two, and then um, uh, the one, pictures of a farm before us. Um, what's that one? Uh, the other, ch- oh, children is children. Okay, he's got two songs with children in them. Children of children. And then only children. Okay, oh. yeah, children of children. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, the, so yeah. So, like the, the 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 solo at the end there was kind of like referencing in in, in some kind of way there. Yeah, it's meant to be a um, a reflective, like 
to give you time to think to not to think or sit with sit with the um the you know to sit with the song really just because if you if you didn't have all that at the end of this song it'd be like uh you just you you were talking about this and suddenly the song's over but rather than do that you 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 listen to the song and you hear it and then you've got you've got the sonic landscape there to to give you time to think for yourself you know because a lot of times there's other things you want to say in music um don't really need a bunch of words but but you you still have your feelings that you know that you your images that come to mind when you when you listen to different you know chords and um what are they called what do you call it when you put all the chords in the in a row all the um all the structures i guess just right. it, to me it, it gives it a chance to um to um breathe at the end and i don't know that's that's generally why we why we do things like that. Yeah, yeah a little time for reflection. But but if it was like I want to hold your hand, like the Beatles song, we don't really need all that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just when you introduce the heavy stuff. Plus, Jason really likes to play the damn guitar. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. And he's a uh, he does some some good slide work. I was talking to Patterson Hood and Jerry Joseph um, about uh, that the the song that he played on that Dead Confederate and. Uh, a lot of good slide work mm-hmm. on that song. Did too. you know that he learned by watching Bonnie Raitt? Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That was his first slide influence. Huh. Same reason he puts his slide on the same finger she does. That's interesting. Yeah, because it's, it's a unique finger. It, it allows you yeah. to, to, to do other things with your fingers while you're, while you're playing slide. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's a, that's a good tidbit. I like that. <laughs> I always think it's cool when when um when when guys have women influences in rock and roll. I think it's really neat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you have a, a master's degree in poetry, and uh, is it an MFA? Is, you can't tell right? by talking to me today, though. Talking about such a hard topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love if you could share. Um, this is a talk about hard topics. In, it's weird to me uh, that in in the world of music, poetry doesn't often get uh, talking about. Um, it, inspiration and, and different um, uh, authors and stuff. But I was wondering if you could share some of your, your favorite authors and, and, and talk about how and, and why they inspire you. Um, my favorite authors. I, so, so many. Um, let's see. I'll try and choose my most current. I love Lily Collins. Um, and um, Elizabeth Bishop, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's got this one called One Art that I really like. And um, she's got a bunch I really like. But then everybody from Simich to Mark Strand and and um, Amy Cummings. Everybody likes Amy Cummings for the most part. Um, my my big in, uh, focus in school was uh, um, iambic pentameter and. So I really liked the uh, the rhythm of language and stuff. So I, I studied a lot of um, iambic pentameter and you know the rules with that. And oh, who else is my favorite? I mean, I like I would just try to think of other ones that I love. Oh, Carl Sandberg's funny and. Um, 
Yeah, those are my general favorites. Okay. Ones I go back to. I really like Mark Strand a lot. Billy Collins, though, is, is a real good one. What sort of uh, genre of poetry do you find yourself kind of drawn to? Mm, I like, I, genre. I mean, I like, I like the Southern writers and I like, um, I like the new, I like new, the newer writers too. I don't, I, I don't really study a bunch of, um, or read a bunch of the um, old greats, but I used to like all a lot of the old ones a lot more, but I like folks that are kind of following the the um, topic of 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 today, you know, um, putting their feelings into words about about the state of the world today, and right. kind of stay up on the poetry magazine and the the uh, old poetry foundation dot org, and right. then I have a group of uh, a couple of girls from that I went to Sewanee with in. Um, we exchange a poem a day with each other. And that's pretty fun, I guess. There's not much, a lot, a lot going on during this, this endemic that we're living in. That's interesting. You'd think that um, people would have time to put things out there. <laughs> I mean, in, in some ways, I wonder if, if we're not all experiencing, um, you know, a form of, of, of a stress disorder since the world's all upended, like we're all, we're all, We've all got some kind of PTSD touching us right now. Yeah, yeah. I think there's something not to, to make it. light of actual um, folks that have experienced like wartime stuff. I don't want to slight my cousin or any of my folks that are out there serving for real. But um, in a way, this is really kind of traumatic. All all of our lives quitting. So maybe it's just a, a thing where people are processing it, and more art will come. But at the same time, it seems like there's more. Uh, thing like you know, sound bites seem to be a little bit longer now. So maybe we're getting our attention spans back. I'm not sure. Yeah, it could be. Um, you mentioned iambic pentameter, and this is just kind of a side mm-hmm. note, but um, it, it reminded me of uh, this, this. There's a TED talk on YouTube um, from this guy named Akala in the UK, and he does a, a, a he has a company called the Shakespeare Hip Hop Shakespeare Company. Are you familiar with? Ooh, that, I'm that writing video? that down. No, I'm writing it down because I love this. Uh, what do you call it? Hip hop Shakespeare. Yeah, it's. It, I think it's called hip hop Shakespeare, and he has this this group where he goes around to schools and he teaches um, about Shakespeare to to school age kids um, using hip hop. And he's a big fan of Wu Tang Clan, and he, he talks. I am too. That's awesome. He does this huge thing on iambic pentameter and uh, the mm-hmm. dumb the heart thing, and, and he does this history yeah, lesson yeah. on. Um, I think it's called the griot from uh, Africa. It was this um this uh sort of uh, it was like the historian of like African tribes in West Africa, and uh, he. Would, they would tell the history of the tribe in um, in spoken language, but it was rhythmic, um, sort of like like rap kind of a thing. Super. Yeah, that's how stuff. we used to re- memorize things. You know, it was all an oral tradition because you know, literacy was a thing that was that was something that you know the court had and right. rich people. Yeah. yeah. But, no, that's really interesting. I wrote that down. Um, I remember. Do you remember on MTV? <laughs> Uh, I don't know when I was in high school, like in the late nineties, mm-hmm. um, 90 something when Beyonce did that, um, that hip hop, they did that hip hop, um, play. It was Carmen. I, I don't remember. They did that. it hip hop style. That just reminded me about that. That oh. was really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. I think some of the, the, the best, um, uh, s- social 
I don't know, criticism right now is coming from the world of hip hop and guys like Killer Mike and, and Run the Jewels and stuff. It's really, really Oh, yeah, definitely. Stuff. Definitely. And I mean, um, Kendrick, Kendrick's oh, man. been doing it a while. He's a genius. I can't wait for his new record to come out. Yeah. I, heard, I heard talks about that happening. But um, yeah, I mean, look at Cardi making, making room for us to in, enjoy our sexual nature sides of ourselves and all that business what's up cardi <laughs> absolutely well speaking of uh, um, women's rights and whatnot you've been a huge proponent of equal treatment of women in the music industry and i'm interested to to hear your perspective on the progress that's been made in this area um it's slow you know um my my the catalyst for for me starting that group the high woman with me brandy carlisle Marin morris and um Natalie Hemby and Yola and Cheryl and all that. The the goal was to in top forty country radio make room for more than one woman at a time. You know, mm-hmm. when I started the group, there would be there was be like one woman singer on the chart in twenty five or thirty names, and um, the reason was because I have a daughter and um, she's you know she's showing signs. Uh, to being a musical person. And um, that scared me at first. I was thinking, well, music, it's an unstable life, but it's fun. You know, we make a lot of good friends and, you know, uh, but then I started thinking, what's the worst that could happen? And um, I was thinking about rock and roll and everything. I was like, oh God, top 40 country, that would be the worst. You'd have to be a lonely, lonely person all by herself <laughs> and have no friends because you're supposed to um, all all the other you know women um, within the uh, genre. You know you got to compete with each other, and that's, that just seemed really lonely and unfair. So um, that's the whole reason I started thinking about it. Um, right. I guess kids have a way of making you just forget about yourself and just try to do right for them, but. Um, so it to me, the progress is happening. You know, there's you, you can look at the charts and see a little bit of improvement, and um, it's definitely not a thing that that can change overnight. Most, you, uh, you know, that the, in the country music world, you're making money doing this thing. How are you going to try and change it? Because you you're telling people that they only like to hear men's voices, but it wasn't true back in the day so why does it have to be true now but i also think that a lot of it's just just the um just the um you know how how social issues are brought to light like i feel like all of the things that are happening in in um like all political spheres currently are are drawing awareness and making people talk about things and, and, and feel safe saying those things out loud. And it's kind of all happening all together, like in a collective kind of way it feels like, but you know, it's, it, it, it could happen. If, If it was up to me, I'd make it happen a lot faster, but it just takes time. Right. 
Yeah, it's, there's an interesting historical analog to what we're experiencing in about 100 years ago in America, the progressive era. And there was all kinds of mm. um, legislation passed. Women got the right to vote in 1920, but they're pushing for it, you know, for the, the 10, 15 years before that. And there was a lot of social stuff, a lot of social unrest and a lot of people pushing for rights and stuff. And it, it kind of feels like we're going through something like that again right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good feeling to be, be, you know, in it while it's happening. Um, I am, I get those mixed feelings where I was like, I kind of wish I would be born like 50 years from now and it might really be changed. But then again, whatever, everything could be different. (laughs) Yeah. You never know. All right. Well, that's all the questions I had for you. Um, did you, is there any, uh, any other closing thoughts you wanted to throw out there? Um, well, this song, The Problem, is a song that me and Jason wrote. And um, if you if you like it, then you can support it or support the Yellowhammer Fund, however you'd like. And then in January, I got the other version coming out with um, me and Nona Hendricks and uh, Cindy Lauper and Linda Perry, Morgan Stapleton and uh lily hyatt valerie june a big list of women with singing the same song but it has different words um and anyway if anybody's out there trying to make a hard choice i'm on your side no matter what side you pick fantastic that's a great last word i did not know that that song was coming out a new version of that was coming out that's news to me so that's that's cool to hear january yeah we we um me and my um, engineer finished mixing it yesterday Awesome. Sounds like there's some heavy hitters on there. That's that's cool. And Peaches. Yeah, there's a bunch of fun. It's a big bunch of fun. That's awesome. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me this morning. Hey, um, thanks for, for g- going in with me on a topic that's, uh, you know, that we could all stand to get better talking about, especially me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder to follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Like and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this. Leave a rating and tell a friend. Also, big thanks to Charlie Marks for providing the music for the show. Until next time, everybody. Have a good one.